In uncertain days, it is important to remember that our world is getting ready to meet God. We are all getting ready to meet Him. The King is coming. Today, we join Scott Pauley in walking through the final book of the Bible, the revelation of Jesus Christ. How is all of this going to end? That's what's on everybody's mind right now. All of the, the world situation, all that's going on around us, how is it going to end? Well, I'm glad you asked because the Lord tells us exactly how it's going to end. You remember we've been studying through Revelation chapter 2, Revelation chapter 3. It represents for us the church age. And we looked at each of these churches and how Christ was at work in and through His churches. And when you come to the end of that church age, here's the next verse. Revelation 4 verse 1, after this. Let me just stop and say, there is an after this. This is not the end of the story. This is not how it's all going to end. There's much more to come. After this I looked, and behold, a door was opened in heaven. And the first voice which I heard was as it were of a trumpet talking with me, which said, Come up hither, and I will show thee things which must be hereafter. You remember that I said to you that Revelation 1 are the things that John saw. He saw Christ. And Revelation 2 and 3 are the things which are, that's the church age where we're living right now. And beginning in Revelation chapter 4 through the end of the book, we have the next great section which is this, the things which must be hereafter. You might want to mark in your Bible in Revelation 4 uh, the first words and the last words. The first words are after this and the last words are hereafter. So. It's pointing ahead. It's pointing to a future. Oh, dear friend, we have a bright future. The people of God have much to be excited about and much to look forward to. This is not the time to live in despair and depression and despondency. Lift up your head. Your redemption draweth nigh. Jesus is coming. And Revelation chapter 4 verse 1, I believe, is a picture of what we commonly refer to as the rapture of the church. Uh, that word rapture, though the word itself is not found in Scripture, literally means catching away, to, to snatch away. It's the idea of, of quickly, immediately, suddenly, to be removed. That's exactly what happens to John in Revelation chapter 4, verse number 1. He's removed from earth to heaven. And notice the beautiful progression. It says, Behold, first of all, a door was opened. Does that sound vaguely familiar to anything we've been studying? A door was opened. Uh, there's a, a repeated emphasis on God's opening work in the Revelation. And that's really what Revelation means, uh, to, to open for sight, to take the veil away, to let us see. But you remember in the previous chapter, Revelation chapter 3, he said to the church at Philadelphia, I've set before you an open door. That was an open door on earth. That was an open door for the gospel. And then when you come to Revelation chapter 4 and verse 1, a door opens in heaven. That's a door for eternity. Let me tell you what we're doing right now. We are literally living between open doors, between the open door of the gospel and the open door at the rapture. This is our moment to get the gospel out and to get people in because soon the Lord Jesus Christ is coming for us. I also find it interesting that in the last church we studied was the church at Laodicea and he told them to open a door. That door was their heart. But when you come to Revelation 4 verse 1, the Lord is opening a door and that door is His heaven. 
And so he's saying here, you get your door open because very soon I'm going to open my door. A door was open in heaven. And then it says, and the first voice which I heard was as it were of a trumpet talking with me. Do you see here the voice and the trumpet? Let me read to you a parallel scripture from 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. Here's what the Bible says. Verse 16, For the Lord Himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Do you see that it's the exact same progression? The door opens. The Lord Himself descends from heaven. Then there is a shout, the voice of the archangel and the trump of God. Do you see the voice and the trumpet connected? In Revelation chapter 4, verse 1, He hears a voice like a trumpet talking with Him. I believe that here He is referencing that, that rapture call. He is referencing that trumpet sound. Remember in, in Scripture, the trumpets were always used to announce some great thing happening. And so, this is quite an announcement. This is the announcement of the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ for His church. So the door opens, there's a voice and a trumpet, and then what is the message? What does the voice say? The Bible says, the voice said, come up hither. You see, in the previous chapters, God's working down here where we live. But now the Lord is taking believers up there where He is. Come up hither. Isn't that going to be a grand day? when we are caught up to be with the Lord forever in the clouds, when we're caught up to be with God for all eternity, come up hither. And then it says, And I will show thee things which must be hereafter. The idea is uh, that the rapture is not the end. It is actually a new beginning. So let's answer the question today. How is all of this going to end? The answer is it's going to end with a new beginning. You see, the devil always leads to a dead end. The Lord always leads to an open door. The devil always brings you to nothing. Christ brings you to everything, to abundance, to much more. He goes on in verse 2 to say this, And immediately I was in the Spirit, and behold, a throne was set in heaven, and one sat on the throne. Now, we're going to return to Revelation chapter 4 and beyond. We're going to look at the things which shall be hereafter. We're going to look at the, the detailed vision that John saw here. But I just want you to get the picture that as soon as we leave this world, the next thing we're going to see is the throne and the one sitting on the throne. I like what Adrian Rogers said years ago. He said, people say, what's this world coming to? He said, I'll tell you what it's coming to. It's coming to the feet of Jesus. I like that. What is this world coming to? It's soon going to bow the knee and confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. God has so much to show us in the book of Revelation. And then that just scratches the surface because the Lord actually has so much to show us beyond that we cannot see now in this veil, that we cannot see now in time. The Bible says, I have not seen, ear hath not heard, neither hath entered into the heart of men the things that God hath prepared for them that love Him. For years I heard people say that when you get to heaven, you're going to know everything. That's not what the Bible says. The Bible says when we get there, we will know even as we are known. Can you imagine how boring it would be to get there and know everything immediately? No, I don't believe you're going to know everything. You're not going to be God. God alone knows everything. Instead, you're going to spend the rest of eternity on the greatest adventure ever, and that is going deeper and deeper in who God is. 
You see, I don't believe we'll ever exhaust an infinite God. We'll never come to the end of God's love and mercy and grace and wisdom and power. Instead, we're going to spend all of eternity investigating and discovering more and more about our glorious God. Aren't you looking forward to that? There's two groups I'm speaking to today. There are those who are not sure you're ready. And I want to say to you very plainly today, if you want to be ready when God opens His door, get your door open. Even now, would you call on the Lord and be saved? Would you pray that simple sinner's prayer found in Scripture, Lord, be merciful to me, a sinner. God will forgive your sin, cleanse your heart, come live in you now, and take you to live with Him for all eternity. The second group of people listening to me today are those who know they're saved. And I want to say, if you know you're saved, get ready. Because the biggest event in the history of the world is not trending on social media today. It's not being rehearsed on 24-hour news cycles. But it is written on the pages of Holy Scripture, Jesus Christ is about to come for us and say to us, come up hither. And if that's true, then my friend, we should be living every day in light of the Lord's return. Do not live today for time. Live today for eternity. Because that is how it's all going to end. The purpose of all Scripture is to see God. In Revelation, the curtain is pulled back and we are reminded not to simply look at world events, but to look to Christ. We hope you will join us next time as Scott Pauley continues our study through this amazing book of the Bible. You may also join us right now for additional studies and a library of helpful resources at enjoyingthejourney.org. You will find several new features at our online home, and we trust they will be a blessing to you as you walk with God. Plan to visit us each day at enjoyingthejourney.org, and we look forward to returning to Revelation on our next broadcast. Keep your eyes on Christ and look up. The King is coming.